You know, we started this year and dedicated the whole month of January in prayer. Hopefully, all of us have joined our prayer journal. We have produced uh, writes up and, and de- devotional material so that we can come together and pray. And we have journeyed together in discipleship in prayer. And last Sunday, Pastor Ray have taught us the study of the Lord's Prayer last Sunday. And he summarizes his sermon with this quote. He said, the Lord's Prayer teaches us to be intimate with God and revered Him and have faith in His providential love. He beautifully summarized it in this statement. Now, the Lord's Prayer is not just a pattern, but it calls us to be intimate with God, to glorify Him. And to have the faith to trust in the Lord. I hope this January, as we have gone through the prayer, if you sincerely gone through the prayer time, that all of us have been convicted, challenged, and at the same time encouraged to go deeper in our prayer life. When I was reading Edmund Chan's book, Growing Deep in God, which is the, the basis of our prayer journal, um, there is one quote that caught my attention. This one quote, and the quote is this. In the great movements of church history, prayer is predominantly featured. The church was born in prayer, if you read the book of Acts. The church advanced in prayer. The church grew deep through prayer. So um, prayer is important. This is what Edmund Chan said. It started when the early church gathered in Acts chapter 1, 2, 3. They were gathering and interceding. God said, Jesus said, wait. So they intercede and prayed. And that's how it started. When they go into tough times, they come together and prayed. Even though they are facing so much difficulties. And this is what Spurgeon said. Spurgeon said, believe me. If a church does not pray, it is dead. Wow, malalalim na statement yan. If a church does not pray, it is dead. A Presbyterian pastor in 1870, J.B. Johnston, said, The prayer meeting is the pulse of the church. The prayer meeting is the rallying point where the power of faith in the church concentrate and takes hold on the arm that moves the world. The spirit of prayer and the love and the practice of prayer meeting will be so, will so give organic strength to the church. Organic, natural. Hindi parang papatay patay. And lastly, a Baptist pastor said, no great awakening, spiritual awakening has begun anywhere in the world apart from United prayer. I believe as we conclude our series of prayer, let us challenge ourselves, not just individually, but as a community, to see the value of what that we are called to be united and the importance of collective prayer, that we are called to be united, to seek God and cry out to the Lord. And if you look at the scripture, Many times, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, you see people gathering and praying. For example, Esther. When Esther heard that the Israelites will be, uh, the Jewish people will be 
uh, annihilated and be destroyed. What did Esther said in Esther chapter 4? Go gather all the Jews and hold a fast on my behalf. And when the Israelites were about to um, experience um, battles, and sabi dito sa Joel, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. It's a rallying point where God's calling people to cry out to God. Not just in the Old Testament, even the early church we read in Acts 12 verse 5, and Peter was in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Alam nila yung tang tao to ay facing difficulty, yet they gather together and again pray to the Lord. You know what Paul said? Paul said to the Ephesians, he's reminding them. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to the end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. See, Paul was not addressing to one person. He was addressing to the whole church in Asia Minor to make supplication for all the saints. What we notice here is different group of people, different generation, different times, different challenges, but there's one thing in common. They gather together and pray. Should it be different to us? I don't think so. It's the same a call for us to be united in prayer. When you look around us today, you see there's a great needs all around us. There's a great need in our church. There is still a pandemic. Last night, I was just Google, doing some Google. And I, I, my in the basa, oh, they said there is another variant in Omicron. Bago na naman. Di pa tapos isa. May bago na naman. This morning, I spoke to a brother. Sabi na, okay lang, Pastor Roel, kasi hindi pa naman tapos yung mga letters. <laughs> hindi pa daw ubos. Yes, we go through this pandemic, but I believe God is teaching us to cry out to the Lord, not just to rest. We trust in His sovereignty. We trust that God has perfect plan, but the Lord is calling us to realize that we need Him. And one expression of that is when God's people would come and cry out to the Lord. Some of our friends and family members are sick. We received that, even a care group member. Even children and youth are being wayward. Young people are being influenced with so much things in the internet that they are being captured by the world. Now, those things, not just the world, but it's, we must realize this, we are battling a principality, not flesh and blood, but a principality. Therefore, it's a call for us to pray. Ask the Lord, Lord, help us. There's an urgency for the church to rise up and to cry out to the Lord. To cry out to the Lord. And I've entitled this sharing as the church prays. And we'll be reading from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 11 to 16. It's a very familiar verse. Many of us know this. And uh, we'll be reading... As the church prays and invite all of us to stand as we give reverence to God's word. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 11. Let's read. 
Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house. All that Solomon has planned to do in the house of the Lord and his own house, he success, successfully accomplished. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I've heard your prayer and I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send the pestilence among my people, if my people who call by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face in turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made on this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we come again to study your word. It's a heavy topic, but we ask for your Holy Spirit to steer our heart. Because this church will not move to prayer unless your spirit, unless you would work in our lives. Holy Spirit, take over that we may understand your word clearly and empower us so that we will act upon it. Not just hearer of your word, but may us be a doer of your word. Salamat, Panginoon, for this afternoon we have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, if you've been following your Bible reading in the past years, you'll notice that the events in First and Second Chronicles seems to be a repetition of First King and Samuel the book. Napapansin yon Samuel and Kings, parang pareho na Second Chronicles. You see, these narratives were retold because it's addressing to a different group of people. Rinipit po ito. It was meant the audience. That it was it was written, it was meant for a group of people that have returned from Babylonian exile and returned to Jerusalem to rebuild their life. Let me give you an example. Ganito nangyari. If you study the history of Israel, we see that there is genealogy, there's judges, Saul and David and Solomon. We understand that. Kings Saul, David and Solomon. And then we have those kings and prophets. Many kings would arise and prophets will arise too. Pag ang hari ay ma- 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 matigas ng ulo, may profit na darating dyan. I-remind. But we know the story. They were stiff-necked and they did not listen to the warning the prophet gave them. So they were exiled. You get it? And one, the, especially the southern kingdom, were exiled to the Babylon. Nag-spread sila. Ayan yung mga Daniel and, and so on. But after a number of years, God brought them back. Bumalik sila. And God promised after certain years, you will return. So God brought them back. Ngayon, ito ay many years na. Ito mga taong to ay mga bago. They never experienced the past. They have, some of them have grown up in Babylonian. 
So they are now returning to rebuild the land. Now, this is where the Chronicles came. Some said the author of this book is probably Isra or even Nehemiah. Some scholars said. So, kaya repeat yung binabasa natin the first and second chronicle because all this item yung I highlighted in red is a story, a history that's being told to the people that have returned to the promised land. Kuya, parang nalito ako. When you, you remember yung Sibika at Kultura? Tama ba? Tama. You study history and you learn from history. And these people just returned to rebuild Israel. So the scribe board wrote the history of Israel, how the king responded, and how they fall. And it was repeated again. That's why First and Second Chronicle is a repeat of the history. What's the purpose? You see, the purpose is to remind them their history and to remind them that God has been working in their life. Also, it's a, it brings encouragement as they rebuild their life. Also, it brings hope as they reestablish their identity as God's people because they were surrounded with pagan nations. They were surrounded with other nations that's stronger than them. Para hindi sila ma-influence ng iba-iba, they've been reminded, you are these people set apart for God. Therefore, Chronicles reminds them of the record of God's long-lasting faithfulness to His people, even though they were unfaithful many times. The Lord is so merciful. And if you read Chronicles, and even we have read the text, the Lord is so merciful to invite them to come and pray and return and seek Him, even though matigas ang ulo. Now, if you read the immediate text, we see God answering Solomon's prayer. We read here in verse 12, it says here, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said, I've heard your prayer. So, ano yung pinag-pray ni Solomon? Tanong mo sa katabi, no? ano yun? Kung number 7, chapter 7, you go back to chapter 6. So this was being uttered by, by Solomon. Solomon, when he was dedicating the temple, he has finished the work. You know, his father wanted to build a temple. Now Solomon has dedicated the temple. And this is what he said in verse 21 of chapter 6. And listen to the plea of your servant, of your people Israel. When they, pay, they pray towards this place and listen from heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. Dinedicate niya yung place sana para dito sila mag-gather. If ever they would come, and even they would fail, the Lord would hear and forgive. And a few things here, sabi dito, verse 24, If your people Israel are defeated before the enemy because they have sinned against you, and if they pray and plead for you in this house, hear and forgive. Basahin yung chapter 6. Again, it repeated many times. In verse 26, when the heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you. 
If they pray towards this place and acknowledge your name and turn from the sin when you afflicted them and so on, let them experience forgiveness and may you hear their prayers. Ayun ang desire ni Solomon. He's just not, not, not just building a structure, but he was building a structure for a purpose to meet God and to have communion with Him. And this is what God answered to him. If you experience all that drought, this, this part of your sin, experience suffering because of your sinful ways and waywardness, I'm still here. I will still hear and forgive and heal you then despite of your sinful ways until you just come and ask for, you humble yourself and repent. Therefore, the context of this prayer was repentance. It's an invitation to humbly come before the Lord and pray. And return to Him. And to be reminded of the promise of God that God will hear, will forgive, and will restore. Now, there are a few principles that we'll look as we study this text. And I pray that it will speak to us individually and even as community. First, a church that prays understands her identity. Identity. The scripture said the church is the bride of Christ and he is the bridegroom. A church that prays understands her identity. It is important for a believer and as a church to know who they are and to whom they belong. That, is, that we are in a relationship with God. When we are clear with understanding of our identity in Christ, it helps us to define the way we live our lives. It defines our values. It defines our attitude. It defines our boundaries in our posture of life. Kung kilala mo kung sino ka, alam mo paano ang mamumuhay. I give you an example. If you know you're married, my boundary ang actions mo. Kaalam mo, you're kasal. Hindi ka pang single. Because you know you're married, you're in a relationship, and there's boundaries in that. And now your identity, because I'm a husband. So, Pag mayroong babae lumalapit sa akin, layuan mo ko, tukso. So you know your identity. Now, if you're a child, you know your identity. You know your purpose. Hindi mo sisigawan ang magulang mo. Hindi mo babastusin because you know your identity, so you know how you should behave. Hindi ka basta-basta sisigaw. Hindi! You know your identity. If you are an employee and your employer, you know your responsibility in how you behave. You can say na yung amo mo gigising ng 6 o'clock, ikaw at 5.30. You just get the food lah. <laughs> you wake up earlier than the employer because you are serving that. So you know your boundary. So if you know your identity, if you know who you are, it will define your actions. 
But the problem is this, we often forget who we are. Oftentimes, when we forget who we are, that's when things get messy. When we fail to remember our identity, it leads us to a drastic repercussion implication in our lives. Look at the Israelites. When they forgot that they are God's people, that they are in a covenant relationship with God, what happened to them? They, they started to live their life apart from God. They will forsook God and they go to the downward spiral from scene after scene after scene after scene. And they experience the consequence. So the Lord is so merciful. Sabi nung yung awas in the Bible schools, parang, Lord, bakit sa Old Testament palaging galit ang Panginoon? Have you asked that question? Palaging galit. But the New Testament, ang bait-bait niya. But if you read your scripture, Old Testament speaks more of God's love than the New Testament. Read. Now, the whole span of hundreds of many years, it speaks of God's mercy and abundant steadfast love in the Old Testament. So God is not angry in the Old Testament. He was so merciful. But because of the sinful ways that these, His people were going through, He has to allow punishment to bring them back. Dahil mahal niya ang mga anak niya. But if you look at this text, despite of, out of God's mercy, He still invites His people to return and being reminded of who they are. Look at the text and how God laid out the promise. How God told it to Solomon. He said, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, notice this, twice the word my was said. My people. Those who call by my name. Instead of using these people, that people, that sinful and wicked people, how did our Lord address them? My people. My. It's a very personal thing. It was personal. My people, it means ownership. Akin yan. Kahit nagkamali pa rin yan, akin pa rin siya. Ayan ang tunay na pag-ibig. Maging sino ka man. And called by my name. Association. You know what this is? Despite of their waywardness, God still identify Himself with them in a personal and intimate way. He invites them from a position of endearment and affection. Kahit nagkamali pa, He still invites them, come my people. It's a message of mercy and unfailing love. You know, there's a story. I tell you a chismis. Marites. Mga marites dyan, ready na kayo. May isang mayaman na lalaki. Guaping. Hindi ako yun. Baka si Pastor Ray. Joke lang ha. There's a young man who is so rich. His father is so rich. 
He's, uh, he, he, he have everything. He has slaves and all the people. He can buy all the things he wants. And he said to his father, give me what my inheritance. Give it now. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. And the father said, go ahead. Here's your inheritance. And this young man, so rich, so guapo, probably, he went around and went to far, far away land and enjoyed his life. Squandering the riches that he have. At the end, what happened? He has nothing. What did he remember? He remembered the goodness of God. Of the goodness of his father. And he said, I will return to my father. And you read the text. And when he returned, he said, probably I will be a servant to him. But when he returned, what did the father? He said, I can be your servant. What did the father said? No, you will be my son. You will be my son. You will be my son. At the same time, all of us here, individually and as a church, many times we fail God, yet the Lord still calls us His own. And call us His children. It shows of His mercy and love. And because of that mercy experience, because of that goodness, it leads us in a posture of humility. You know, a person who understood how much love he had received, how much mercy he had received from God, he responds is he will be so humble and so grateful and full of gratitude. Towards the Lord. And that gratitude and, ex- and appreciation is expressed in a renewed passion for God in His lives. You see, among mayabang, a prideful person will not care about God. A proud person will not bother to seek the things of God. Because he had not understood the God's mercy and grace upon his life. But a humble person who experienced his steadfast love will melt his heart. It will make him humble. And he will have a different passion and desire. And that his desire is for more of his God in his life. And this leads me to the second point. A church that prays have one, has one uni- unifying passion. One unifying passion. The verse they pray and seek is my face. As we respond to his invitation of mercy. Despite of our waywardness, it leads us to be humble and have gratitude. And it resolves we have a different passion and desire. We want more of God. And here are two things that I would like to focus on. Pray and seek. Pray and seek is an action. It means to strive, to desire, to search. Talagang naghahanap ka. Hindi lang pag Sunday service dun ka maghahanap. O mamaya pagkatapos mo maggala ng Sunday, umikot ka na ng Singapore, gabi matutulog ka na, dun ka lang mag- Magsisik kay Lord. Hindi sik yun. 
Hindi secure. Ano lang yun? Sige. Nawala na dito. When you love something, you search for it. This morning, I was preparing for going to church around 7 plus. Nakita ko misis ko nandun sa bed, hahanap-hanap. Sabi ko, anong hinahanap mo? Yung hikaw ni Olivia, nahulog. Ang liit, tas dilim pa. So we search, talagang search. Hindi yung, nasan yan? Nasan yan? Hindi, kasi alam ko, it's dangerous. Baka kunin niya, kainin niya. So I look to Olivia, Olivia, open, ah! So both of us, ginanon yung bed, tinignan, and we managed to find it. That is search. There is a desire of pursuit. Hahanapin mo at hahanapin mo. It's not a call of passiveness. It's, it's a call of seal. It's a call for passionate and devotion. For more of God. Pray and seek. And then look at this face. What does it face mean? Face in the scriptures is used various ways. And figuratively, it means to seek His presence. To seek His favor. Now, if you put this pray and seek my face, it means to actively search for His presence. To actively desire to be in communion with Him. To actively desire for His will and purpose in our lives so that we will bring glory to Him. It's actively pursuit of knowing Him. I have mentioned earlier the Babylonians and the Israelites just returned from the Babylonian exile and they're rebuilding the land. And many scholars said at this point of time, when these being read, this first and second chronicle was being read, it was the, the temple was already built, the wall was already built. But they described now. Even if the socially, economically established, as long as their heart is not right, they miss it. The reason why God bring them back so that their heart will be searching for the Lord. The reason why God restore them so that their heart will be devoted towards God. Or else they will just go to the mistake again. We must not forget as God's people, we should always be devoted in seeking God's face, seeking His presence, seeking more of His love. You know, a few days ago, I was putting Levi to, to sleep. And normally, if we have time, kung di siya pagod, we would read the Bible, you might picture, picture, and then we would pray. And we were just reading. Sabi ko, wow, sweet naman. Let's read. Naku, nakita niya, hawak-hawak niya yung Bible eh. Sabi, okay ah. So, sumunod ako. Let's read. We were reading about Pharaoh and so on. Then after we finished reading, he said to me, and then, okay, we, we just explain all these things. And then, let's pray. So, I prayed. Lord, thank you. Bless Levi for his school. Um, give him wisdom. Um, give him good rest. In Jesus' name I pray. Then he would say, Amen. And suddenly he responded, Wow! Papa! 
Jesus is like a wishing star. I said, what? A wishing star. You just wish. I know what he meant. Just wish for what we want. And it's my mistake because I taught him that. The nature of my prayer. You know, oftentimes when we come to the Lord, we ask for blessing. For work, in business. Oftentimes we, we come to the Lord, we want to be rescued from a problem. Many times we will come to the Lord for wisdom. Lord, we have these plans. There are times we want to come to the Lord for strength when we are so tired in work. Lord, give me strength. There are times we come to the Lord for restoration. All of them are good. Nothing bad with that. But many times we often fail to pray and say, Lord, I want more of you. I want to know you. You know, when I heard my son said, wow, Jesus is like a wishing, wishing star. It convicted my heart because I'm teaching him a wrong theology of who God is. Of my prayer and what I say. Hindi lang puro hige. So I changed, Lord, may I know you. May I know you. When was the last time you come and then be still and say, Lord, this day, may I know you. Through your word, in the whole day that I will commune with you. I want more of you. Seek my face. Last year, January. No, last year, January. <laughs> November, December. I think we have a worship leader meeting. We were having a meeting as worship team. Because of the things that we are facing, the pandemic, some can't play, some can't. And many of our members have left. And we are limited as worship team. And I, I thank the Lord for the worship team. Palakpakan natin ang worship team. So thank you. Because each time they would sing, they every time would do swap tests. Every Sunday, they will do ART. Kaya ganyan ang mga ilong na nila. And we were so talking. One time we were having that meeting. What's, how can we train the next generation? How can we do that? The worship leader were talking about it. We, we spent about two, two hours talking about it. You know, at the end, we went to one thing. It's being reminded. It's, yes, we have all these laid out plans and action items. But the, the root of the matter is, it's about Him a heart of worship, a heart of worship. As long as we are not driven to desire God, we can never lead the worship, this church to a higher level of worship. We will be just singing lyrics. But if individually and as a ministry, we so fall in love with the Lord, it will manifest the way we will lead. And we were, just end, and we were ending with the time of prayer and worship. I buy a Zoom lang. Zoom, we can't meet. You know the song, when the music fades, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. A church that prays have a unified passion for more of God. Thirdly, 
A church that prays walks in holiness and righteousness. The scripture says they in turn from their wicked ways. The humility that we possess because of that mercy and love of God. It renewed our passion, but at the same time, it steers us to live a life that would please God. It caused us to pursue a life of holiness and a righteous life. You see, a true evidence of repentance is not the tears that flows in our eyes. Yes, there are elements of emotion, but the changed life, nagbago ka, 180, hindi 360, ha? 180. Maraming Christian, 360. Lord, I surrender my life to you. <laughs> it means turn from your wicked ways. Turn from the evil ways and towards godliness to pursue things that will glorify God. Turn from seeking to satisfy the flesh. But turn in walking in the spirit and living in his word. You know, I was sleeping sometime at nighttime Sunday, pagod na pagod, busy sa church. I would go back home at late night, mga eight, pag nine, tulog na mga bata. I would sit down with my wife and we would watch sermon. Nakaupo kami, nag-flip ng sermon. Some of them are famous one. Kaya kami sa nagagalit ang misis ko, bakit mo pinapakinggan yan? Mali-mali, katuruan yan na. Higin sa akin. Bakit? Gusto ko. So I would just sit down and listen. I just flip. I just flip some. And I notice many messages brings encouragement. Some of them brings um, um, self-improvement. Some of them would and teaches us how to be successful in many areas in our life. And I would say there's nothing wrong with those as long it is biblical and God-glorifying. But I seldom hear Nowadays, in online, and seldom hear a message of repentance. Seldom hear a message about living a life of holiness and righteousness. Yes, with some preaching, talk about grace. But you know, a, a deep understanding of a God's grace will call you to live a different life. You will live a life that would please Him. A person who understands the mercy of God will be steered to live a life of holiness and righteousness because you want to please the Lord. When I talk about holiness, it means being set apart. Now, if you look the Old Testament and New Testament, this message has been repeated. Hosea, he says here, saw for yourself righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up your fallow ground, for it's time to seek the Lord that He may come and rain righteousness upon you. Again, in Isaiah, wash yourself, make yourself clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes, cease to do evil. Sabihin ng isa sa akin, Pastor Ruel, Old Testament yan. Hindi na applicable yan sa New Testament ngayon. At sagot ko sa kanya, O sige, tingnan natin, James, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Clean, cleanse your hands, you sinner, and purify your hearts, you double-minded mind. Antitindi ng salita. Ibig sabihin, magbago ka. Eh, 
Si James yan. Hindi na applicable yan. We are now in in a different life. Now, let's read Revelation. A few. It's just a few. He said, therefore repent. If not, I will come to you soon. Revelations 3, remember that you have received and heard. Keep it and repent. If not, I will, if you will not wake up, I will come like a thief. Now, message of a life that's holy and righteous before the Lord. And we know we cannot do it by ourselves. We have the Holy Spirit that would help us. And we just need to come to the Lord. I'm sorry I made mistake. Lord, ako ay si Marites. Baguhin mo ako. Bakit kayo nagchichika-chika dyan? Lord, I hate that brother. I will not go to the church as long that brother is there. It's a call of repentance. A church that prays will live a different life. The way we treat each other, the way we speak to one another, repent. And the same message is called to us. And you know, it's a word of mercy because God is calling us to come back to Him. The church prays. A church that prays walks in holiness and righteousness. Lastly, our end. A church that prays trusts in God's promises. And what did he say? In verse 14, he said, Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. It is God that would work. You will no longer try to strive. You just need to come to the Lord in humility, in seeking His will, and in brokenness, live a righteous life. And He said, I will hear from heaven, forgive, and heal the land. And we can hold this promise. Church, we'll be entering our 25th anniversary. And there's so much things that we can recognize upon God's hand. And I pray that the legacy that we will leave, this generation, I'm speaking to this generation right now. What we will leave? Because I know I will not be a pastor forever here. I don't know when. No one say. Nobody knows. We don't know when you'll be here for a long time. We don't know. But what kind of legacy we will leave to the next generation. And I pray that, that what we will leave is this. That we will impart to them not this Mapex building. Not the nice carpet, not the good instrument. What we will leave to them as a community that understand her identity, that have one passion to glorify God, 
that would walk in holiness and righteousness. At the same time, a church that, was, that will trust in God's promises. You know, as we celebrate 25 years next week, next month, I'm excited. Nakikita ko yung mga pictures. Some of you may book pa. Ngayon wala na. Some tumaba. Some pumayat. Some of your picture. Mukhang anyhow, anyhow look lang. And now I look at you, parang social. Iba na. I was looking at your pictures. And I said, look back, I, I look forward. Look ahead. This church will face challenges. Now we have this pandemic. Some of your families back home are sick. Some of your children are wayward. Then some of us are concerned. Nagdebate pa nga sa Facebook about sinong boboto. Gusto nyo sino? Kilano sinong boboto ko? Nagdedebate sa Facebook. This church will face challenges. But you know what? As we remembered his God's invitation. If my people will call by my name and humble themselves and pray and seek my face in turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. The first few ministries that I joined in Living Word Fellowship when I was young was youth. After that, I moved to worship. But saling pusa lang ako noon. Then I suddenly become interested sa prayer ministry. When I joined the prayer ministry, I was just saling pusa. Ano kaya ginagawa nila doon? Nagpe-pray. But, but yung isang sister, luha ng luha. Wala naman sinasabi. I was just watching. That was in Mount Sophia. There's, but there's, there's something I noticed. Each time the church would unite in prayer, the church grew. The church expand in numbers. But each time the church will not pray and start fighting one another, the church seems weak. Parang hirap ni hirap. Parang alam mo yung nagjogging ka ng ng 10 kilo, ng 10 meters. Pagod ka agad. Naglakad ka lang ng 10 meters. Tama na, Pastor Ray. I noticed that I was watching. Each time the church would come in prayer, come in seeking God, not because we, we can twist the arm of God, but we come to the Lord and say, Lord, we need you. We need you. We need you to work in our families. We need you, Lord, to work in our marriages. We need you, Lord, to work in this church. 
that each time when the people would come and pray, the Lord promises that He will hear, that He will forgive, and that He will heal. I just pray. I thank the prayer ministry who's steering this. I thank the Lord that they would wake up at 5 a.m. and pray. But when the word said the church is not just about the prayer ministry, the church is all of us. And I'm not here to guilty everyone. I myself are guilty. But I know as we surrendered before the Lord, Lord, let Living Word Fellowship be a house of prayer. Let this church be united in love and unity and we will come together, seek your face. And cry out to you, it is you that will restore, that will heal broken relationships, that will restore people. Those members who is no longer going to church, na enjoy Sentosa forever and ever. Lord, I know that you will steal their hearts and you will bring them back. A child that's wayward, a child that's lost, they've been sucked to the world influences. If the church would come and say, Lord, help us. We need you. We need you, God, because we can never move a heart, a person's heart. We can never change anyone. If we would come to the Lord, the Lord will hear. If we come to him in repentance, in a humble heart. Because a broken spirit and a contrite heart, he will not despise. Church, the legacy that we will leave, if, as we celebrate the new our anniversary, I pray that what we will pass on to the next generation is a church that would pray. Amen? Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you for your word today reminding us in the name of Jesus that we can come into your presence. That you're steering our hearts, Lord, to come to be a church that we pray because we're so passionate. To steer our hearts, Lord, remind us to humble, humble ourselves before you, oh God. Hallelujah. After a word of prayer to our God, after worship team would lead us in this song.
that land may not necessarily speak of a nation, but it speaks of a land that you're resigning. It speaks of the family that that you are in. It speaks of a situation that you are encountering. It can be a, a, a child that's wayward. It can be a marriage that's broken. It can be a care group that's divided. But you know what? The Lord calls us to humble ourselves and the Lord will heal our land. Let's sing the verse two. Now we bow. Lord, we bow our knees. We humble Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Lift our hearts to Jesus. You 
see the brokenness in our lives. We see the brokenness in our midst, in our homes, even Lord in our nation, Philippines, Lord. Brokenness around us. But Lord, you have set us, your church, apart to be the light and salt in this world. I pray that repentance will start from us and heal us, Lord. That will be a church that will not just talk about prayer, but be a doer. That we will respond in crying out for the next generation, for the people around us. Kumbika heart that even as we have completed, Lord, our discipleship in prayer journey, Lord, let that prayer life, Lord, grow continually. Transform us. Let your man rise. Let your people rise to be your priests that will pray and seek your face. Salamat, Panginoon. May this be a church that prays because we understand who we are to you, that we are your bride, that this church that would praise because we have that one passion to seek you and love you. Let it be this church that prays one that would walk in holiness and righteousness. Let it be a church that prays, that would hold on firmly in your promises, in your word. Salamat, Panginoon, for this day that you have spoken to each one of us. I pray, Lord God, that as we face this brand new week, may we experience your power and your might. Salamat, Panginoon. Let's just raise our hands and receive the benediction. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody say, Amen, Amen, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you for joining us in our online worship service. Hopefully you can join us here also live, dito si Shekinah Hall. See you next week. God bless everyone.